Welcome to the Eric Anders Lang Show, everybody. God, we got a great show today. How did we, JoJo? I, I'm just in a good mood. Happy, happy Thanksgiving. Good you had back. like 19 days off, so. I, I was not in Austin for a month. Yeah, wow. That's true. But you say that like it's a good thing. It is a great, I think it's a good thing to be traveling. You know what they say. What do they say? One travels not to experience the world. But you, to experience oneself. Well, close. But to. Experience their home differently. Oh, yeah. It's context. It kind of, it's kind of what really informs my opinions around marriage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what we're all thankful, what we're all thankful in this world is... Um, Variety is the spice of life, as they say. <laughs> boxes like a box of chocolates? I, I, don't, I forget the quote. It is like a box of chocolates. You never know which one you're going to get next. And uh, hard segue, that's how you felt with the RGC Lab Golf bag when you were just picking out a different putter every Dude, single day so cool got to say big shout out to lab golf for um being a great partner of random golf club a great partner of golfers specifically golfers that like to make putts um you can head over to randomgolfclub.com slash slash pages slash slab dash golf i was just talking to tyler who listens to the podcast so tyler i was just talking to you yeah and i asked you to change the url it's at the said, top of the show he said he's going to work on it email tyler at randomgolfclub.com yeah if you if you're sick of the url code no but tyler you're, you're doing a really great job honestly but uh hit the link in the description you don't want to type it out hit just, the link in just the description. go down below and you'll check see out. our story of our experience working with lab you can fill out a little survey you can get a discount and actually i found out today that maybe you can get 10% off. Well, let's not say anything, okay? But 2024 is going to be big things coming. Big things are coming. You can get, pro members can get 20% off a lab putter. Yeah, you can say that, but obviously, so like, sign up for right pro now. membership. Trust us. Mm-hmm. Be it is patient. Coming. It is coming. Yeah. Be patient. And there will be a 20% off code dropped into the pro channel. It's insane. That, that will actually pay for your pro membership right there. More than that. And more than that, yeah. It's Pro membership is $60 a year to Random Golf Club. It is constantly getting upgraded with more and more benefits. We have something really cool that we've been working on with, including developers, like, like, like um, you know, digital big, people. Big old nerds, yeah. People's, people's in the digital sphere are building something that will really create a pro member benefit that's going to be rad. It's not even a benefit. It's just like a fucking lifestyle. Do you ever think it's weird when we take like a week or two weeks off of recording? Like, do you ever just feel weird getting back on the mic? Or is it second nature to you? No. How do you think Rogan feels? Does he take breaks? I don't know. But just, do you ever think that he's sitting down talking to a person for two hours? I mean, I think of it like golf. You know, when I take a two-week break, I pick up a club. I hit the straightest drive I've ever hit in my life. We should do a week of silence. Whole what does that off, mean? Like the whole office. Like we should do a vow of silence for the office. All nonverbal communication. <laughs> I feel like HR would get involved. <laughs> I can see nonverbal communication. <laughs> you told people someone to, humping in the corner. You set a you set a plunge um, tub to forty five <laughs> degrees today and told everyone to bring their swimsuits tomorrow. Yeah, HR isn't getting that. involved anywhere over here. No, I mean I think like I mean that's that's part of our that's part of our culture. Straight here. faced in a meeting today, you looked at me and you said, "Hey, do you want to go to Barton Springs at seven a.m. tomorrow morning and swim?" Yeah. It's scary hours over here. I have a cold. That's not. That's I'm going to die. That's an optional work requirement. I don't know. Does that make sense? Did you understand that? Yeah, it was like in college when you have one of those um, elective elective prerequisites. Yeah, I mean, I think of it like you don't you don't have to come. Yeah, but I know you. So now you have to get. Now you have to go. You know. Yeah, I mean, you don't, you really don't have to go. That's good. It w- I think it will be detrimental to my health. <laughs> <laughs> Is how I feel. <laughs> 
Uh, Barton Springs, if you haven't been to Austin, everybody, is the crown jewel of our of our of our culture and our community here in Austin, which is a it's a spring fed pool that's bigger than any pool I've ever seen. It's got to be it's got to be like uh, twenty thousand square feet, and it's spring fed water. It's cur- all year round, sixty seven degrees. Yeah, which feels cold, but I guess it'll be twenty degrees warmer than the bath of water we'll be getting in tomorrow. Yeah, and the air outside so it's colder when you get out of the water than when you're in the water the water is warmer than the air and you're all in on the cryotherapy i mean this podcast today that you're about to listen oh, yeah. to claire hogel length podcast like yeah, one of the longer strap ones strap in because it got yeah, went all is, over the place this is going to bump up your spotify rap numbers on the eal show but um yeah we got a chance to sit down with michael and adam kind of uh two of the two of the big brains behind uh you know low temps low scores over at plunge plunge.com big fans of the product that they create because it's not really a product yeah it's a whole lifestyle yeah it's kind of like um you know uh sure there's a lot of brands of cars that you could drive but at the end of the day you need a car <laughs> that's true and so I'm, i don't know if i'm gonna land it's this like a one. driving license in yeah a way. like like plunge is like essentially like you i believe Everyone should be uh, in, introduced and engaged in cold therapy. The benefits are like bonkers. And obviously, if, if you listen to any fucking podcast, everybody's talking about it. Is that what's going on right now? Is everybody into everybody's into the ice? I mean, I'm basically the most typical podcast host in Austin that could possibly exist. I'm going to say you're not, but I, you. I see where you're There's coming a couple from. differences. I'm yeah. not into cage fighting. You hate podcasts. And I hate podcasts. <laughs> Eric came in today. Podcast, you can never see what we're wearing. I'm I'm very stereo, you know, I'm dressed like a in my standard country club attire. Eric is wearing a UT basketball jersey, yep. sleeveless. Yeah. Vintage. And uh vintage. I'm wearing a white long sleeve tee underneath it though. Yeah. Yeah, which is which knows that you're really trouble and pickup if you see the white long sleeve underneath. Yeah, that, yeah. That means that dude can shoot. It's happening. You've got the uh, yellow glasses on. Um, yep. and the UT Golf 2022 National Champions hat, yep. an Abercrombie jacket. An Abercrombie jacket. And whatever's going on, I don't know what the pants are. Um, it's too I actually don't either. Let's see if I can pull the label here. It's um, It looked like Kanagawa's The Great Wave inspired, perhaps? It's called Arpentor, the pants. Are they Korean? What's going on there? Uh, I think they're French. They Made in France. Yeah, they they're French. Look, they don't look French. They... Um, they look like snow pants from like the Georgian military. Yeah, yeah, they do look cool Eastern European. Georgia. I had a Georgian Uber driver the other day. Really? Yeah. From where to where? Uh, from the car wash to uh, Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most Austin sentence I have ever heard. Wait, I um, I had an Uber driver from the other night when I got back into Austin, and uh, he he called me. In Austin, you have to go off the plane, and they tell you to go to a specific place with your Uber, and it's this whole system. Yeah. And it takes a while. And he called me on my way, and he said, hey, don't do that. Ooh. I'll just pick you up oh. at the uh, at the airport, which I thought was amazing. So I went and did that, and then front-seated it, of course. Really? You, know? you yeah. always front-seat? In specifics, if he called me ahead of time and did this, I felt like huh. we were already in kind like of a... like co-piloting, navigating? Exactly. I thought maybe I could nav a little bit. And so we're talking on our I way would back. Never front seated. You you front you never front seated an Uber. I'll do it if I'm with a squad, but like rolling solo, I think front seat is just they're not they're not ready for it. There's always stuff on the seat, you know. There were there were two items on the seat. What was on the seat? 
uh, there was one of those stands that holds up your iPhone. Mm. You know what I mean? On the seat. On the seat. But it wasn't like, it wasn't connected to anything. Okay. It was like waiting. Yeah. And then there was like a towel of unknown origin. Yeah. That's, that's a cum rag. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened, dude. Yeah. Well, he, he grabbed it quickly. He had to take his phone down because the, the camera was watching him. <laughs> he, um, he dash cam. What uh, was his name? Do you remember his name? I think it was Julio. Nice. From Cuba. Maybe we before. didn't we didn't get that far. You White had you've had White him before. Escalade, I see. About like so you know that you know where the towel came from. I do. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're driving back in, and I asked him how the Thanksgiving Ubering experience had been. We're, I know we're off topic, and he said, uh, <laughs> <laughs> "I get that." And he said, "Not to get morbid here, but he said that two days ago had been much worse because the there had been a bad crash." on 71 right into the airport two mm. miles away from the airport oh did he take the did he not go on 71 right away he did the side route he did the side route you know i i had that happen to me too it's, things are going on yeah i was like i've never gone this way home well, from maybe the, the reason why was because he said two days before that it happened they closed the whole highway down really two days before thanksgiving or, or the day after and he said that people were taking all their luggage out and walking like the last two miles to the airport what so you could see this this Last of Us, the zombie apocalypse, per, you know, actual caravan. Do you think they delayed the flights for all these people? That's what I was wondering. You were wondering that. But I was thinking, what would you do in that situation? I would just... It depends on where I'm going. It totally depends on where you're going. If it's international, I would do whatever I had to do. You'd be, you'd be with the golf bag, the Sun Mountain golf bag. Oh, that would suck. On the side of the highway for a mile? How I, long would that take? I would probably just turn around. That would take 40 minutes. I would say 80% I would be turning around and just like moving the flight. I would call United and be like, dude, un, un, unrelenting circumstances, yeah. your, guy, your guy isn't going to make the flight. Yeah, and, and you know, I would take a photo maybe. I had one time where I, I had just moved to California to be near uh, a girl. And I had to travel somewhere. I remember, I, th I think it was international from LA. I think it was like to London. And we were in love. Yeah, of course. And pre cell phone, pre, pre iPhones, right? Mm -hmm. And we're in love. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I got to go to the flight. It's a red eye. I get to the airport. I'm late. I missed the flight. The lady is there. She's like, it's okay. You know, you can come back tomorrow. Same flight. No problem. And I was like, okay, great. Same thing next day. I missed the flight again. Yikes! And and I ended up making it on the third night. That's good. I'm I'm well done. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll never forget that. And then there was another time where I flew to the wrong city. I think if you miss a flight, the odds of missing the next flight are raised. They're higher because it's like you know it can happen. It's kind of like when you get to the airport early. If you get to the airport too early, I got to the airport way earlier than I should the other day for my flight. In Dallas, I saw. Way close. I saw you return to the car like seven hours before your oh, flight. Did you get a notification yeah, of that? Yeah, I got an email. And I was like, dang, JoJo's in here early. Dude. Yeah, I basically dropped you off and then returned the car. <laughs> <laughs> That's just like giving up. And then I, I went lounge hunting and I went through every single terminal. Did you get to a lounge? I found a lounge, yeah. Which one? It was like one of those local club lounges. What, my, the priority pass lets you into a bunch of them. What priority pass? You know, like the American Express Priority Pass? You have an Amex? Do you not have... Do you use your Priority Pass? You have a free Priority Pass with your Amex. That Wait, lets do you have an Amex? I got an Amex right here. You know, Which Amex do you have? Me. I don't know. The, the Platinum Amex card. Oh, you have mine? I mean, I have mine. What's yours? Like, mine has my name on it. Like, it's my card. Personally? I have a... Yeah, I have an Amex. Yeah. You, you, have, a, you have a Platinum Amex for you personally? That's yeah. That's not associated with the business? Y yes. Yeah. I didn't know this. 
I mean, that's how like when we did we did a lounge somewhat recently. I think we used I think we used my Amex. I feel kind of like um, bamboozled here. Why is that? <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't have nice things. <laughs> no, I mean I, I I just I just didn't know. You know oh, what okay. I mean? Like I just feel like I want to know that kind of stuff. I hope you would know that if we were ever in an airport situation and I could get us into a lounge, yeah. I would do that. Right, but like I, I mean, I, like I have <laughs> I have an Amex. So, like, I mean, I'm. How long have you had this? Not too long. Oh, it's a new thing. It's a it's a relatively new thing. What's relatively new? Like uh, August. Oh, it's brand new. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, I'm young. You know, I mean, that's a Good chunk of my you. life. So you got the silver. You got the platinum because of travel rewards. Yes. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Well, dude, welcome to the fucking club, dude. I mean, I'm not really using. I still use the Alaskan one way more than I should. Get rid of that one. I have I have 120,000 Alaskan miles. Transfer them to American and then use them on American. I should do that. Yeah, you can I do that. I should do that. I don't think they expire. I was just going to go to Japan or something. On what airline? Alaska will let me use the points. Oh, cool. Yeah. Do you follow the points guy? I do, yeah. Yeah, cool. And he, he, he has like crazy hacks on like where to earn the miles, how to transfer them. Yeah, that dude in like the Middle Ages. Yeah. He would have been one of those friars or something. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? He would have been like an alchemist. <laughs> I don't know what it would have been, but I always think about that. Don't you ever think about like what you would be doing? Like what notable people? I'd be hosting a joust. <laughs> <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be all into the new kinds of lances. <laughs> what about you? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I would have been a peasant you, probably. No, you would definitely be involved in like the high court. Yeah. You, you would, I would have, have definitely been. been making judgments. You would have been in the ear to the king. That's for damn sure. That's too bad. That's a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> you, you would have been, um, in Game of Thrones, you would have been, um. The, uh, Littlefinger? Yeah. That, well, that hurts. Yeah, you know? you I, don't, been, I don't need that. No, you would have been, um, yeah, no, maybe you would have been, you, you could have been, um. What was the really good, uh, the guy who got the arm thing? The arm thing? You know, the disease on his arm from touching the rock? Oh, you, but you're talking about her, her the guy who was just in love with Daenerys for, for yeah. the whole time? Yeah. Yeah, uh, Jorah. Jorah. Yeah. Yeah, you would have been Jorah, I think. He was a slave, like a, he was honest. a slave owner. What? He was a slave owner. Oh, come on, man. You're, you're like, I'm come not on, trying man. to cancel Jorah, but like, that's why he ended he up. He regretted there. it, though. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> Like we've all made. I bet he regretted touching the dragon thing, the the stone. Yeah, the, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna just I'm gonna dig into this for a second. Okay, go ahead. Because maybe it's a factor of Hollywood. Uh huh. But it sure seems like Jorah was a product of his circumstances at the time, but then seemed to clearly wanted to make want he clearly wanted to make the world a better place. We're we're not Game of Thrones scholars. We'd have to call Keffer in here to to really inspect Call him in. You want me you want me to yeah, bring in, in. Do, just, can we can we settle where we stand? Like cuz I'm like I'm going to say Jorah's slave owning past makes him a problematic character. All right. And I'm going to say everyone has the capacity to change. Okay. <laughs> so I think he's a good guy. We'll bring it. What's bring? We'll bring him just up. Just a quick question. I'll vamp while we get him. Look, guys, we got a long podcast coming, so just be warned. Um, the podcast goes through a lot of fun things with Adam and Michael from Plunge. We talk about Michael's story, Adam's story. We talk about golf. We talk about the, the benefits of Plunge. We talk about how we plunge, um, and uh, it's a great show. We did it in Airbnb in San Diego. All right, Keffer, we're on. We're here. We're on the mic. Um, Mike, it's it's a real quick yes or no question. Okay. 
Jorah. You know oh, who we're talking Jorah. about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jorah, okay. Jorah the end all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ready? Uh-huh. Good guy or bad guy? Good guy. Right. Yeah. What about his slave-owning past? Uh, he, he wasn't a slave owner. He, uh, <laughs> basically, he was in desperate times, and there were some poachers on his land, and he sold them to <laughs> a passing slave, slaving galley, and, you know, he, uh, he repented for that. He, he felt really bad about it. He was really pissed off at Ned Stark for, you know, basically forcing him into exile. But overall, good guy. Okay. You know? We all have stuff in our past that, you know, that we're not proud of, and that's Jorah's. Yeah, I mean, I was a thief. What, what have you done that you regret? Me? Yeah, I mean, you don't need to say it to the world, I guess. Yeah. Could... <laughs> <laughs> Almost got caught. I just drank half a Feel Free. I'm flying right now. Kevin's <laughs> like, insurance fraud. All right, all right. I'll uh, accept that. I, feel Free is, we talk about it on the pod, I think. Michael's a fan of Feel Free. I got one. Okay, well, I guess I guess you're right. Anyway, I mean, I'm not right. I feel like you set it up like a loaded question. You put me, you know, <laughs> you're a good guy back. And then he said he wasn't a slave owner, and then he described slave owning. <laughs> he had a challenging circumstance, and he, he repented. He certainly did, yeah. You know, and I mean, I mean, I think that's one of the things where it's like, you know, we, I've even had to do things at Random Golf Club that have been challenging for me that I don't want to do, that I don't feel good about, you know? Do you, and you, you think of, we won't dig in it too far, but you think of morality in the sense of like, Good guy, bad guy. Because I think I think probably even in Game no, of Thrones, I, like there's no such thing. Well, I I think um, I, I do mm-hmm. with the asterisk that I do think bad guys can do good things and good guys can do bad things, and that's what Hollywood is based on. That's what all stories are based on. Yeah, that's Campbell right there. We yeah. can agree on that. Yeah, I mean, the hero's journey is filled with uh, you know dips. And peaks. Dips, peaks, eddies, and swells. Yeah. Uh, and not to throw cold water on this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably my worst one ever. <laughs> that was good. Um, one of the dips yeah, okay, go ahead. <laughs> will be in a wonderful, mm-hmm. wonderful pool nice. of fresh, chilled water swimming around your largest organ in your body, your skin penetrating into your veins. One of my favorite things about the plunge is that it increases vascular health. You get a chance to uh, watch your blood vessels constrict under the cold water and then expand as you get out, thus sort of working out your blood vessels. You burn more calories just getting into a body of cold water. Um, Some would say, yes, but the plunge is expensive. And I would say the $4,000 that it would cost you after using the code low temps, low scores at plunge.com are absolutely, it's been three and a half years now. I've been a plunge customer. I paid for it. And I actually, uh, I think I put it on layaway. You can use a firm, whatever right. I'm telling you it is. You can go to a psychiatrist. That's going to cost you way more. You can get prescription drugs. That's going to cost you way more. You can, you know, go eat the healthiest vegan food. That's going to cost you way more. You can, you can do all, you can go to yoga. Right, if you break this down monthly, right, you'll be you'll be really surprised by the amount of benefit that immediately comes into your life, and I stand behind that 100 percent as I do with all of our partners, right? Um, so, please listen to the podcast. Please enjoy getting to know the people behind the brand. 
you know, one of my favorite things about the brands that we get to work with is that they're made up of people that are interesting, interested, listeners, talkers, and doers. So uh, really, without further ado, pleased to uh, invite you into the chat that we have here with Michael and Adam from Plunge from San Diego a few weeks ago. Thank you. All right, folks. Sorry. Excuse us here. We're just going to jump into this podcast. I just want to give you a quick update straight out of Finland here. Yeah, we've got a really important update here from our from our family in Finland. This is the secret instructions. So, so right there, he's giving you the tracking number to a, to a package that holds your new golf clubs. Welcome to Tacoma Golf. Very excited. You know, Tacoma is one of my favorite new brands in golf, and I feel so lucky to have been on the early curve of working with them. They make a really great, great set of irons that I play wholeheartedly. Um, I've lipped out for an ace once with my nine iron, and um, they're just great irons. They're forged in Japan. They're designed in Finland. They're assembled in China with... Now a whole slew of uh, shaft uh, combinations. I got mine with the KBS C-Taper Lite. You can get a lambkin grip on there. They're all so well-priced, primarily because, one, they're direct-to-consumer, so they're not increasing their price for wholesale. They also don't sponsor any tour players. They only sponsor the good guys, you know, like Random Golf Club and Claire and, you know, whoever, some other people. We... Love Tacoma. I love the people at Tacoma. I actually just got a really sad email today that one of the guys from Tacoma was moving on to other adventures. No, it's not a sad email. It's actually a positive email. But to give you some insight there, even the email that this young man sent was just so personal. And several people here in the office got it. You know, Jojo and I, you spent a lot of time with him there in the saunas of Finland. You really get to know a man. And, uh, you know, what, what he's forged out of, you know, okay, sorry. Oh. But, um, but anyway, like, I, I love the crew. I love the people. And, um, you know, go to TacomaGolf.com slash RGC. Yeah, go to TacomaGolf.com slash RGC. And I would say if you're looking for a Christmas present um, for the upcoming holidays for the person, your, your, fam- your family or your life who golfs. Maybe yourself. Maybe AKA. yourself. Um, do it. I would say that this is the one that won't break the bank and we'll, we'll still, we'll, we'll, there'll be so much joy. And I know that because a couple of my friends and some people in the office are getting their Tacoma clubs this week and I cannot wait to see the reactions. We'll probably do a little unboxing video. So TacomaGolf.com slash RGC. All right, it's been a long Thanksgiving week, and some of us have been in the place where we want to wake up a little bit more recovered from our actions the night before. You know what I'm talking about, don't you, Phillips? Yeah, this is this is a great ongoing bit on the podcast. But yes, I, I am a big fan of the product from More Labs, which will make your morning a lot better if you had a fun night the night before. What's really great about it is all you have to do is drink one morning recovery while you drink or before you go to bed. Yeah, just before you go to bed, honestly, is what I do. Um, You know, what I think is really interesting is when science gets involved in this, and apparently the the study that they conducted found that users of morning recovery felt up to 80% better than those without morning recovery across various different symptoms after a night of drinking. Yeah, and and here's, here's where I might differ from some people. 
is I don't even think you need to be drinking for this product. Let's go. Like on, after Thanksgiving dinner, I, I don't really have a glass of wine. I don't know. But um, a lot of turkey, like, you, you know, you really, the stuffing, like, it really fills you up. And you, you don't feel great sometimes after that kind of night. In a sense, you become the turkey. It, it is kind of a ship <laughs> situation. Um, but uh, I was kind of, you know, you know I, I th- what, what, I'll just try one. Yeah. And then I woke up and I actually felt surprisingly spry. You were refreshed. I, I felt pretty good. And I think it was it not just so kinda... much Black Friday for you. Exactly. It was... It was, it was a, like a wonderful, a wonderful blue, light blue cerulean Friday. Yeah, yeah it was a crisp Friday. And I, I can't promise that that was more laughs, but I can certainly say that taking the night before helped me go to sleep feeling I was going to... That's the other thing. The worst part is when you go to sleep or you're about to go to sleep and you're like, oh no, the next morning is going to suck. Yeah. And so... And if you want to try it, please head over to morelabs.com. That's morelabs.com and use the code EALSHOW to get 25% off your first order of morning recovery that's morelabs.com and use the code EALSHOW for 25% off your first order of morning recovery. Dollar Driver Club. Folks, I know you need a driver. I, you need it. You, you need a driver to play yeah. golf. That's kind of a fact. Yeah, you could get away with um, not having some other clubs, but driver driver's necessary. And those of you that don't use a driver, I see you. Yeah, it was me. I, I see you. But the thing is, you're only a victim of your own lack of curiosity and confidence. And what's great about Dollar Driver Club is they create confidence in the purchasing experience because you're not purchasing a driver. You're purchasing a membership that includes driver exchanges, driver customizations, and it's a subscription process that allows you to every year have the freshest, newest driver. And beyond that, they've even started to offer irons and wedges for a price that they can't even say um, you know, they can't even advertise because it's so low beyond the MSRP. So please check out Dollar Driver Club and what, um, and for those RGC members who sign up for pro membership, you will receive $50 off your Dollar Driver Club membership. So right there, you're essentially, it's 10 bucks, right? Is what you're actually paying. So monthly member of RGC, please pro members check out Dollar Driver Club and use the unique code RGC X DDC. Um, so very cool. Austin based love Tyler. Um, and, uh, it's a good squad. I got a story to tell you about a Scottish pizza oven. doesn't seem like that would be a place where good pizzas would be made. You know what? Scotland's actually known for, uh, really several innovations, which I'm actually going to read to you right now. And you're going to be blown away. What are you talking about? Like technological innovations? Yeah, watch this, dude. All of the 12 people who live in, I mean, golf, you know, we'll give them that. Five million people in Scotland. Okay. They invented. Give it to me. The telephone. No, Alexander Graham Bell was Scottish. Yeah, you're right. They invented the postage stamp. Well, okay, you know, anyone could have come up with They invented the <laughs> kaleidoscope. Very cool. Camera obscura, that's correct. Yep. They invented... Uh, The one they invented the, uh, hang on, ready? Tel- telephone is big. Telephone's a big one, yeah. Mm-hmm. They invented the refrigerator. <laughs> nope. Call, Dude, I'm call reading it right here. At the Baltic Times weather conditions in Scotland, you wouldn't think people back in the day would be scrambling to invent a fridge, but they did, and it was in 1755 by Scottish professor William, William Cullen. I bet you so much money that dude invented a box and put it outside. They invented the Encyclopedia Britannica, and I'm not done yet. They invented the bicycle. No, they didn't. Yeah, they did. 
They invented bicycles. They invented the toaster. Alan McMaster is a Scottish scientist. He loved breakfast. Okay. And I guess they also invented the world's hottest pizza oven. Yeah. Well, I'm not there yet. You you want to do more Scottish I'm inventions? I'm not done yet. They invented tires. <laughs> Boyd Dunlop, maybe Scottish man. Sure. They invented the gin and tonic. Less impressive. That was just they in the backyard. Do you know what they invented that you'll never ever believe me about? I don't know. Snapchat. Chicken tikka masala. I I knew that was English. I didn't know that was Scottish. It's Scottish, yeah. Mr. Ali Ahmed Aslam, owner of a Glaswegian culinary landmark, the Shish Mahal, invented it. We've already gone over the telephone. Color photography, criminal fingerprinting, grand theft auto, <laughs> they tractor invented... beams, logarithms, decimal points. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> no, dude. The Aston Martin Vanquish, the hydro per, hydro hypodermic syringe, flushing toilets, and last but not least, the penultimate, not last, Yeah. they invented golf mm-hmm. and uni pizza ovens. Yeah. Anyway, um, so uni's a really cool company. I've loved getting to know the people at uni. Um, you can cook... A pizza in up to 60 seconds, or as little as 60 seconds, in up to 950 degrees Fahrenheit. They are quick to heat up. They're easy to squeeze in your house. You can get them on your back porch. You can get them anywhere. They're easy to set up and cook with. You can do wood chips. You can do gas. You can do charcoal. You can even use electricity and put it inside. And what's really cool about it is it creates an event in your evening routine. You can have friends over, you cook a pizza, everyone puts their own toppings on it. It's really great. They make all the tools that you need. And if you head over to uni.com, that's O-O-N-I.com, you know you can check out their cookware, their cast iron cookware, their pizza peels, thermometers, a lot of other accessories. And of course, these beautiful pizza ovens that look like they're straight out of a modern home catalog from 1960. Very cool stuff. Love the flavor, love the vibe. I have to say, Michael, I've never started a podcast doing breath work before. What made you feel like that was the right way to start this? I think Adam, just having Adam here, like he's incredible at doing that. When we were at um, Running Man in Atlanta, he led a yoga course in front of three, four hundred people. And he just has a talent for it. Like he can capture the energy in the room and guide people through it. Um, and whenever he's done it, like, I just enjoy it. There's something about it that grounds me and, and puts me in my shoes, it feels like. Right. Uh, and I think before you're starting a conversation, what better way to start? It'd be interesting to do it, like, before a business meeting or something. But we do that. That's, like, part of Plunge. Part of Plunge. So, for any, yeah, I mean, I'm, I would imagine I, most people listening are like, okay. Part of what? Like part, like they, they, it's probably hard for them to understand. Like, uh, I mean, Adam's a coworker. Yeah. He's probably more than a coworker. Yeah. He's a good friend. Plunges a group of people that, you know, but like, you know, what, uh, what does that mean when you, what, you, you actually do breath work before meetings at work? Yeah. Or we'll do meetings in a sauna. Or we'll, like when we have people come interview for jobs at Plunge, if they make it far enough through the interview process, they'll come into the office and they'll hop into a cold plunge with us. Because like nothing really puts you, like exposes you bare, like getting in freezing cold water. Yeah. Like there's no better way to remove the mask. You can't hide from it. 
Um, so we'll get in the sauna. We'll do 20 minutes at 200 degrees. We'll talk. We'll connect. We'll go get in the cold plunge. Uh, and yeah, that's like a great way to check in and, and see where somebody is at. Right. You don't have any prepared answers for an interview in a sauna. You know? <laughs> and this is after you've already determined that they could do the job. Yeah. This is just... Yeah. At this point, like, we get we get really talented people that yeah. want to work at Plunge, you know? When I started, it was like f trying to find a needle in a haystack, you know? It right. was this risky, like, what is this? Yeah. Like, that's been a cool barometer of how we are doing, uh -huh. you know? Like, when I started, and you have the classic you know, Western world catch-up conversation. Like, what do you do for work? Whenever I would tell people, like, I work for a company called Plunge and we build and sell ice baths, people are like, are you crazy? Like, what is that? Like, why would you do that to yourself? Yeah. And as, as time has progressed, more and more people, like, you don't have to give them the intro spiel or speech. Yeah. Like, they're, they're already aware of it. It's in the zeitgeist. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so... What's the clothing situation in the job interview when they, like, <laughs> go in the sauna? Well, we've got extra bathing suits, um, but typically we'll tell somebody, like, yeah, bring a suit. We've got towels. Yeah. Why, Joe, why does, JoJo asks, because I feel like he's been on a few sauna sojourns internationally. I've been on business meetings of my own in the sauna. Of a corporate nature, and they still, they've surprised you? Yeah, they don't have the same rules. They, didn't, like, they did not have a bathing suit to borrow. I like the pronunciation, the sauna. Yeah, he, he's, it's Finnish. Yeah, I, I'm, Eric and I recently discovered I don't know how to pronounce many things. <laughs> so I'm actually trying really hard now. <laughs> to mispronounce them? It, it, it like comes off as like, I'm experienced. The well, sauna. I mean, you're, you're pronouncing sauna correctly. That's, that's, mm -hmm. that's what I'm, I'm trying to be extra mm -hmm. careful. <laughs> if you're in Finland. <laughs> The, uh, yeah, I mean, do you, I mean, I feel like Michael would probably appreciate the, um, if you want to offer some detail. You want to, okay, yes. Uh, when we go to Finland and get in the saunas with our Finnish partners, they're all naked. And, I love that. And, and Eric is a person who really believes in whatever culture he goes into, that he needs to embrace their culture. So you jumped in. I, don't, I wouldn't say I feel like I need to. <laughs> you want to. <laughs> I feel like I get to. Well, also, I see, yeah. yeah. Funnily enough, I think, I think when I sent you the first DM where we connected, uh -huh. I think you guys were in Finland, like on that trip. Yeah, or, or yeah, it was right around that time. I'm yeah. pretty sure it was. Oh, I remember. Yeah. I actually remember that, that DM happening. I was very excited. Because Eric was like, whoa. And we were coming actually to San Francisco from that trip. Oh yeah, because yeah, we because we were about you guys were doing a I think a video on Carmel yeah or Pebble yeah and last minute I was like maybe we can wrangle maybe we can get like a plunge there within a couple right, of days right that's right before the breaking series and then we ended up coming back. to Austin yeah. yeah I think it was right around that same timeline yeah um, yeah that that like I still pinch myself that the events played out the way that they did it was perfect yeah it was like I. Adam was hinting at this earlier. Uh, so when I started at Plunge, 
you know, I was like, you know, learning the, the whole system and randomly, probably within the first couple of weeks, I was just auditing orders. Like I was just looking at orders that were coming because I was still so excited. It was like, how, how are there this many people that are buying this product, you know? Yeah. And I saw your name pop up. Right. Totally randomly. It was probably like a, a maintenance pack or something. <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, because I'm on the Lang. subscription. Yeah. Yeah. Your name popped up and I had been following, you know, uh, Adventures in Golf and, and, you know, Random Golf Club for the better part of eight years, something like that. Wow. Early, yeah. Since Pretty early on. Yeah. Uh, and I saw your name pop up and I kind of like, I was like, I don't want to just like reach out, you know, immediately. I was kind of still shy and timid, uh, but I like bookmarked that in my brain. And then you had posted a photo, yeah. I think in Finland, yeah, jumping in cold water with yeah. partners or whatever. And I was like, okay, this is a perfect opportunity. Like I'm going to just throw out a line. Yeah. Totally not expecting a response. Like I, I, I'm not the type of person that just like throws Hail, Hail Marys sure, expecting sure. a response. And I was like, whatever, I'll give it a shot. No way he responds. Right. And within 24 hours, you oh, message yeah. back. And yeah. I was just like giddy. Yeah. I mean, I was I was giddy when I got the message. Like, seriously. I think I, we're going to get into a lot of your story. but I And I, I've said it a few times on the in some different ways. But, like, yeah, I moved to Austin. And I was already, I already had a sauna. I was into saunas. And I loved a requirement when you work at Random Golf Club, a, a fireable offense mm -hmm. true, yeah. would be to show up on a travel job without a bathing suit. Mm. But there is a requirement to go swimming. Cam, you know, he didn't go swimming with us in the ocean the other day. So now he has double time, right? He's got to go swimming up. once on yeah. his own. And we're not going south from here. No, it's only going to get colder. <laughs> he, doesn't, he thinks he escaped, but it's the end of the fire now. Know. Yeah. So anyway, um, you know, like swimming is always, for me, swimming and like being in cold water is always like, I think it's one of the best ways to like get out of your head, mm -hmm. you know, because you're just immediately like, I'm cold. And that's such a great feeling yeah. to be cold, you know, and uh, yeah, I just love it. And so when I guess plunging became more popular, cold plunge became more popular, uh, I was like, I'm going to buy this fucking thing. Mm -hmm. And apparently, you and Michael was telling me I bought it kind of early, mm -hmm. and and he was sort of like, uh, <laughs> he was acknowledging that the product was still, you know, uh, in the early stages of being developed, but it was I still have it and it works great. That's awesome. So anyway, like I had this plunge and I fucking loved it, and I would tell anyone who would listen about it. But here's the thing too: in, in Austin, plunging is almost a cliche at this point. You know, it's like every guy mm -hmm. they plunge. They get up early. Pickleball. Yeah, they they own their own business. They. <laughs> I think you might be self-selecting, but yes, Boston is famous for echo chamber. Up. Perhaps we don't know. <laughs> uh, well, this but there are just like a lot of personalities in Austin that are just mm -hmm. kind of like. Anyway, I, I I I'm always afraid of being kind of, you know, cookie cutter. But I I, I've always I've loved this product that I had for two years, and then when you DM me, I was like, oh my god. I would love to be involved in the conversation around more of this stuff. And I think, yeah, gosh, then we met pretty soon after that. Yeah. How did y'all meet? I, I don't know the story. Wait, backing up, though, what's really funny, too, is like you, you DM me just a week after I had my first issue with my plunge. Mm -hmm. 
which is this part started leaking. And um, I mean, I think, I think like, I, I just really feel like what, if you're listening to this and you're like, this is so fucking stupid. Like, and you're just like, why are they talking about ice baths? And like, first of all, Michael's a golfer. We're going to talk about golf. We're going to talk about Michael's story and how he got to plunge, which is truly a story beyond a job. And even beyond friendship and preferences, mm-hmm. it's about um, you know the body, mm-hmm. and like my experience with the plunge is that like it's one of the like most unnatural things for your brain to accomplish, but yet it's one of the things that makes your body just completely feel electric, mm-hmm. and um, you know I I think for me it's just a really like if you haven't done it you should. You should go some, jump in something cold as soon as possible. But anyway, I, I had this problem with the plunge, and and I remember I emailed, and then like this woman named Erica with a K, yeah, emailed me and was like, "You can call me." Oh, there was a connection there. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. had it with a K, and she was very sweet. And uh, then we started like texting, and and she I sent her some photos, and she was like, "Oh, you know what? You don't need that thing. You can just like." It's fine. Just remove it, and the problem will go away. And I remember being like, "That was awesome." Yeah. And then I, I thought it was something to do with that, and then, um, yeah. And then you came out to Austin. Mm-hmm. Coincidentally, you were already coming out, or is that? Well, I probably wouldn't have ended up coming out. Like okay. we had people going out for an event at On It, which you came to. I came you to. You came yeah. to the table. Yeah, we fit multiple people in one plunge. That was fun. Yeah. I yeah. didn't, I didn't know that Mike. was allowed. <laughs> No one really does, but <laughs> you can do it. Um, yeah, I, I mean, we would have had people going out there from Plunge, yeah. but I wouldn't have been on the trip. Right. Uh, we had been at the CrossFit Games before, and then, you know, I was already on the road. And um, Adam's also into golf. He's ahead of partnerships. And, um, yeah, I was like, hey, Eric's going to be out there. I, I, I actually don't really know how it ended up lining up that we met up that weekend. Yeah, it was like perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It just worked out. So we went to dinner, hung out, and then I guess like, I, I think I think what really struck me was like, because bef- we didn't really know each other. Mm-mm. Right? Like we had, in, in we a strange sense, I felt like, and probably because like, I had watched a lot of your content. Yeah, there's you know? some videos online. Yeah, so I felt some sense of what you were about right. and who you were. For you, it was like totally <laughs> brand new, right? You're probably it was like, who is this guy, right? <laughs> um, but pretty instantaneously, I felt like, um, yeah, a sense of like kinship, of uh, like familiarity. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, There, I think, I'm trying to think of like when... Like, when did you start telling me your story? Because that's when I really, you know, I, I will tell you one quick thing about, you know, you came to the Mad Scramble tonight. Yeah. Like, we're sitting here at an Airbnb in Pacifica. Which we should talk about. We have bit. to talk about. Yeah. Um, and, like, I think we're all kind of, like, still glowing, but also kind of, like, realizing the hour. I mean, it's, yeah. it's 10.30 p.m., which is not late, but there's Feels a lot that's it. taken place today. Daylight savings happened not too long ago. <laughs> Still reeling. It feels like it's 2 a.m. Yeah. Um, but, like, you know, for me, it's funny. Because, like you said, like, like y- you come in and you're like, oh, yeah, there's this guy, Eric. He, this, is, this is who he is. I got it. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I just kind of want to share something. I think you'll find this interesting. So um, at the at the events that we do, right, 100 people playing golf in the same hole, and you brought up the point at dinner tonight. You're like, well, would they work if you didn't go? Mm-hmm. Like, could could a mad scramble work without Eric? And I'm like optimistic and stupid, so I'm like, of course they would, you know. But I don't know if they would. Mm-hmm. I don't know that. That's an mm-hmm. assumption. But um, you know, for me, actually. On the first leg, and I think I told you this, JoJo, but on the first leg, there was a moment where it was like, I wasn't, it like, it like kind of had subsided. Like the feeling mm. was gone. Mm. And I found myself getting a little bit annoyed actually at a couple events. And I called my like guru guy, Dave. And I was like, Dave, what do I do? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm finding myself getting kind of annoyed. Cause, and he's like, why? And I was like, well, people just keep coming up to me telling me they like the films. Mm-hmm. And that's not why I'm here. And I'm disappointed that it's like about me. It's not supposed to be about me. And he's like, oh, how fantastic. We have an opportunity to not only graciously accept their compliment, but also talk about what's really important here, which is them. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, help me out with that. And he's like, it's very easy. You just literally say, but I'm here for you. Yeah. And I would like to hear what you're about. And so now I have a version of it where it's like, so what's your thing? What are you about? Yeah. I don't want to know about your job unless you want to tell me about that. Yeah. If that's what defines you. Like, what defines you? You know what yeah. I mean? And so I guess for me, you know, like, when you came out to Austin and I heard your story, it was, like, special. It was extraordinary. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of why I was so inspired to be like, dude, we should get on the podcast. So it's weird for me, like the reaction that you had at dinner of me saying like, hey, I overheard somebody saying like, I got to talk to Eric, like it was so cool. And you're like, (laughs) people say that? That's my reaction to you saying that my story is extraordinary, you know? Because we just don't really like, or I'm the type of person that doesn't really reflect on that or think about that that often. Yeah. I'm, I'm way more interested in just being and doing. It was, yeah. one of, it was one of my favorite parts. I started listening to Zen Golf because of you. Hell yeah. And one of the funniest, uh, what's his name, Dr. Uh, Parent. Parent, yeah. He was like, why is it human beings? Mm-hmm. Like it should be human doings. We spend so little time <laughs> being. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and so, yeah, that, that's like my reaction to you saying that my story is extraordinary. I, I appreciate it. Um, and if I stop and think about it, sure, there's moments of that, but I'm not, I'm not spending a ton of time sitting and, and reflecting on that. No. And, and I don't, I don't think any of us do to the degree that we should. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's that whole quote from Neil deGrasse Tyson, which is like the idea that you're even born is absurd. Mm -hmm. The, the, the potential, like, you know, just the odds computations of like DNA and all that stuff. And then it's like. You actually made it. And then and then you have consciousness. Yeah. Or sentient. <laughs> what? Yeah. And and I think most of us just put foam over that. Yeah. And we're just like Speed foam, perhaps, <laughs> if we're hitting Taylor Maze. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Controversial, right? You know? Yeah. Uh, PXG invented it and then no, but um, For real? Yeah, they were it's the it was the patent ran out and then Ping stole it and then Taylor Maze stole it. Okay. So Bob Parsons dropped the price of his clubs. Wow. That's that's the that's that micro article, no. But um, you know, uh, yeah, I would love to hear like 
I mean, I don't even know how to ask you about it, honestly. But like, mm. how, how do you unpack like your, you know, journey to plunge? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think in a way, it's kind of the good news, bad news. Boom. Chinese farmer, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, there's there's two pivotal moments in my life I can think of that on the surface are bad news. But looking back and what's unfolded since, in a way, they're good news. Um, so my, my journey to plunge, um, I was... Straight out of college, my first job was real estate investment, um, online kind of crowdsourced syndication company. Um, and I did, I kind of was in that lane and I had an opportunity to go um, work and live in Europe for a, a good chunk of my 20s. I was based in Switzerland and Austria, like awesome. I had a visa issue, so I had to leave every three months and I'd go live in Istanbul, I'd go live in Cape Town. And then I'd come back. Uh, and that was kind of the rhythm for, what, like 23 to 28. And then around the beginning of the pandemic, my body started being weird. Um, I was losing strength in my legs, like, very, very quickly. I had made it back to the States at that point, thankfully. Um, and then it just like really, really quickly progressed. So I kind of was like, what's going on? Like I can't, like I have weird sensations in my hands and my feet, like peripheral neuropathy. And then I was getting really unstable um, in my legs. And then within like a month, I had gone out to get the mail and literally couldn't walk back in the house. Like I had to crawl back to my house. Um, and I was like, something's up. Like, I, I can't ignore this anymore. I got to go to the hospital. And I was in for probably three days. And, you know, I started, like, doing the thing that you absolutely should not do and Googling, like, what is happening with my body. And I was like, maybe it's Guillain-Barre syndrome, which is, like, ascending paralysis. That's what I thought it was. Um, and then, you know, after multiple three to four-hour MRIs and CAT scans, um, I got diagnosed with MS, with multiple sclerosis. And it was super scary. You know, I had no idea what to expect. Actually, when they first told me, I was like, oh, is that the thing where, like, your spine is twisted? Like, I thought it was scoliosis. scoliosis. <laughs> yeah. No idea, right? <laughs> um, and the doctor was like, Sir, son. <laughs> you may have another condition undiagnosed. Um and so, like, because it was the pandemic, it was a blessing and a curse because, like, I had so much time. So I had the flexibility to go through that and, and like, process. But because I had so much time, I, like, ruminated. Like, I started identifying, like, oh, I have to, like, convalesce. Like, my life will never be the same. Yeah. And at some point within a couple of weeks, like one of my best friends, he was kind of like sheltering in place in Hawaii. And we were just catching up and I was like, yeah, this crazy thing happened. Like I ended up you know, getting diagnosed with this disease. And I, I don't think he even called me back. I think he had just randomly talked to, actually he must've called me back, whatever. 
he, I told him like, hey, I got multiple sclerosis. He's like, weirdly enough, I just bumped into an old family friend. Um, he's been living with MS for 20 years and he finds that cold water helps him a ton. And I'm like, I'll do whatever. Like somebody could have said the most crazy thing and I've been like, sure, sign yeah. me up. Like anything to help. Snort ashes. I can't, I, yeah, <laughs> lick the golf ball that has ashes yeah. in it, like <laughs> happened in Cabo for you guys. Um, so I started experimenting. You know, I'm like, I'm that kind of person even outside of my health situation. Um, I'm always keen and curious to try something new and see how I react to it. Um, but especially at that time, like I was, I was struggling, you know? Um, so I, I tried cold water and instantaneously, I was like, there's something here for me. Uh, my brain feels better. One of the symptoms is like brain fog. So your brain doesn't work that well. Oh, interesting. I could feel like the synapses firing. Um, and then like muscle spasms is the other one. And I could, I could feel it was helping my body. Um, so I was, at that point I was hooked. I was in, I was like, okay, this is something that I need to do. And, um, I think at, at this time we were probably getting close to winter. And so I had looked around a little bit, see like, Hey, what can I use on a regular basis? Cause where were you doing it at the time? Just in my pool. Well, like if I was traveling, I'd go find like a river or a lake, you know, especially right. if it's winter. Um, and then, and then I could just use the pool if it was winter, I could, you know, mid forties. Oh, wow. You would, cause do most people keep their pool going in the winter? I don't even think you have to, like, unless you're like paving it over, like, right. or it's heated. Right. Our pool wasn't heated. So you California. just let the pool get to air Just leave it. Yeah. Wait, that's so brilliant actually. Yeah. So I would just use the pool and I was, I had found plunge because I, I looked around and I was like, hey, I need this for like a daily routine. Sure. And for the most part, they started at like $15,000 and up. Right. And it was like Morosco and Blue Cube, whatever. Um, and I was like, all right, whatever. I'm not working that much because I got this health thing. Yeah. Um, but then I found Plunge and I was like, actually, this is a reasonable thing. It's like 5,000 uh, bucks. But then winter hit and I was like, cool, I'll just use the pool. And then... Fast forward to spring, it starts heating up again. I'm like, I got to buy one. Uh, and then I, I land on the Plunge website again. I'm like, cool, this is a cool price point. The thing looks sleek. Yeah. And then I just was doing my due, due diligence and like scrolling through the website and realized like these guys are in my hometown. Like this is in my Whoa. backyard. Uh, they were not hiring at the time. And I just threw a Hail Mary, you know, email into info at thecoldplunge.com. And gave a little quick little spiel on my story, and a few days later... This is your sales later, background coming into play. I don't even really have a sales background, man. But like... like okay, real estate wasn't sales? Okay. I guess, like, all of life, there's an element of sales, right? Okay. Like, even if that's not your, your profession, um, we're all selling to some extent, you know? Just unpack that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you agree, Jojo? Hey, that's... What is the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Period. Just leave it there. I will say just just to dip out of this for one second. Yeah. One of JoJo's best abilities. He does. He might not agree with the way this is worded, but it is sales. He would be correct. I do not agree with the way it's worded, even if I agree with what he's saying. Like my resume is not sales. Right. That's not my background. That's not what I. I was an entrepreneurship major. You know. Huh. Not that there's a sales major, but uh, there isn't. 
to my knowledge. There probably is somewhere, probably like Texas Christian University or something. Um, no shade. Uh, Hell yeah. You don't like TCU? I got a full ride there for basketball. <laughs> oh, okay. We don't like but TCU. I didn't. We don't like TCU. You don't? Oh, you went there? I ran That's into it. No, I didn't. I'm telling you. Michael, are you, is, where's your uh, microphone located? Right here. On the bottom part. Oh, right here. Okay, cool. Yeah, let's keep, just, just keep the hand out of the pocket. Oh, my bad. You you're my doing. Bad. You can hear okay. it? Just a little bit. Getting a little static? Yeah, just a little static. Right. But no problem as well. Okay. I ran into someone on the golf course today who was playing next to the Matt Scramble who went to TCU. And he was mad because of all the people on the golf course. Really? Yeah. And he was like, I've never seen, you know, worse drivers in my life as he like teed up on 18. It was a good thing. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason he wasn't in that. In well, 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 here's, here's where it gets interesting. So I was like, oh, great. Let me watch you drive. You yeah. know what I mean? But like super nicely. <laughs> yeah. I was like, let me watch you drive. You know, like you're so, such a good driver. Like, yeah. you, I, you I, I struggle with a driver. It's the worst yeah. club in the Maybe I could learn something. Show me how you do it. Show guy. me how you do it. You know yeah. what I mean? I'd love to see it. You know what I mean? So he hits drive. And he hits a really good drive. You know, I mean, I'm not going to lie. You know Damn, what I mean? I'm not going to pretend that he shanked or something. He hit yeah. a good drive. And then it turns out he was a baseball player for TCU. And uh, then his friend came up and he was like, yo, I think that's Eric Anders Lang. And he said, wait, that's Random Golf Club. I've been watching their stuff for years. <laughs> no And I was way. like, all are fucking welcome. You know what I mean? The I people love who love it and the people who hate it. And then I was like, hey, guys, water's warm. You know, not to like, yeah. talk about the enemy. You know, cold water's great. <laughs> but, but water's warm. Like, come on in. And they were like, you know, actually, it, it was really funny. You know, like yeah. they were too cool for it. And then yeah. they were like, you know, I actually think actually, they actually, looked at each other. Not too bad. Maybe. I'm surprised they didn't know, like seeing 130 people walk down a fairway. No, like, I, think, I think they just thought that the marshal might have fucked up. You know I mean? <laughs> actually, <laughs> got you're on one. Up. You're on one. You're also on one. <laughs> when I showed up, because uh, you guys had already teed off. I was a little bit late. Uh, I couldn't get out of the office when I wanted to. Um, there were a couple people that saw everybody walking and they were like, oh, this must be a protest. Like, that's, that's what they thought. It is. Wait, you, know? you have to send out a crew and interview other people for what they think. A yeah. protest. Gets, I think he'd get some surprise answers. Oh, that's so interesting. Wait, wait, wait. I'm, I'm kind of... Well, you know what's interesting is, like, what your story about the guy from TCU sort of disdaining and then ultimately, you know, um, kind of whatever, accepting. Yeah. You know, that, that goes back to one of my first experiences in golf, which was the thing that really made me bring my camera to the golf course was I was playing at this, uh, you know, my favorite little executive course in, in Los Angeles, and there was a guy in front of me who was not dressed like a golfer. He was dressed, you know, like, um, you know, baggy shorts, baggy T-shirt, like flat brim hat, Chuck Taylors. And I was, like, behind him, and we were both singles. And I was like, oh, man, this guy's going to take forever. And then I get to the second tee box. Of course, we're waiting on the group, and I realize I know him. And I actually know him, like, from a place where all are welcome, you know, from AA. Wow. And I was like, wow. Mike, you play golf. His name is Mike. He's like, you play golf? And he's like, yeah, man, I love golf. How cool. And I was like, when did you start playing golf? And he's like, my ex-father-in-law taught me how to play. Father-in-law, you don't hear that often. <laughs> exactly. He's like, I was, he's like, we still play together once in a while. He's like, he takes me and my son out. Well, just because you lose the queen doesn't mean you have to lose the king, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
What are the chances that I randomly just threw out TCU? Yeah, that and was, that connected. Yeah, that was it, it, that is pretty wild. I, mean, I don't. We don't believe that it. happened today. It yeah. happened uh, when yeah, it happened at the first hole. They were coming down eighteen. Um, we were coming down one. Uh, and yeah, I had the same thing. I just flipped on a script because he gave me every reason for me to dislike him. Yeah. You know, TCU hat, yeah. tucked in polo. Yeah. Making fun of a bunch of people I like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's th- no reason for me to like him. A, he hits a really good golf shot. And for some reason in golf, because it's so hard, I think, whenever anyone hits a good golf shot, even if you don't like them, you very begrudgingly are like, <laughs> okay, ah, good shot. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, well done. Yeah. And, then, um, and then it was really funny. He just got his eyes lit up. He just got really excited when he found out what it was. That's oh, so cool. It was very interesting. His friend no was coincidences. It's it's kind of like we're like um, I don't know. There's some type of like Peter Pan thing going on here. Or not Peter Pan. What's the uh, Robin Hood kind of thing? Robin Hood, yes, mm-hmm. Band of Outlaws in, in Sherwood mm-hmm. Forest. And it's like instead of like stealing from the rich to give to the poor, it's more like we're convincing the rich to hang out with the poor. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess maybe more, maybe that's even more so described as like. We're convincing like a rather conservative demographic of people that 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 like a game that may be exclusive and that's okay to them. Mm-hmm. But we're sort of like saying, yeah, hey, the water's warm over here. Like, you can actually join the entire community of humanity out here on the golf course. You might enjoy it a little bit more. You might enjoy, it, and you might actually feel human mm-hmm. rather than you might actually feel more like a human than a golfer on this on this piece of yeah. land. Which is what you said. Which is kind of like I never really heard that. Um, yeah. Let's, uh, let's go to a quick break and then I would like to, to come back and I don't know any of this. You know, all of this, you're guiding through a story that I don't know much like the listener. I don't know what happened to him at plunge. But have you, you've listened to the podcast, right? Never. Never. No, I'm just kidding. I've listened to a lot. (laughs) Have have you, you've seen, you know, Jojo from the podcast as well. Oh, Jojo is like, he... He's kind of a chef in a way because yeah. he just like knows when to put the knife yeah. down. And it's like, hey, it's it's time to start talking about, you know, ketone IQ and uni. And <laughs> Any others? Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> but Perhaps then, Abercrombie. I don't know. And you also know that the ads are, are sometimes as much of the podcast as the podcast. Many times they yeah. are. Those are actually my favorite podcasts when I don't skip yeah, the ads. It's terrible to skip the ad. Yeah. They're do we even have to. to do a plunge ad read for this pod? No. Are you ready? Are you ready? Okay, okay we're back. Okay, so Michael, now comes the part of the podcast where we have to do an ad read. This is how our business <laughs> works. This is how we make money. So one of the things that I love about my job is that I get to choose who I work for and who I work with. And so this whole podcast is sort of generated around the idea that we can create a level of transparency with the community of people listening. And say, hey, look, I'm not going to sell you anything that I don't want to buy. Yeah. And in this case, I literally bought the fucking plunge. So you're going to do the ad read. So <laughs> okay. no notes from me. You, you and JoJo are going to work together. This is a really exciting moment here. We've never yeah. given an ad read to a guest. But there's no other better way. And so this is what it comes in as. Adam wrote this. I wrote this. <laughs> <laughs> I've never read this. I don't even think I have to read it. Like... I think the bottom line is like if you want to do something, I, I struggle with like how to frame this. Is it the easiest hard thing or the hardest easy thing? Does that make sense? 
You mean, like, you mean plunging? Plunging, yeah. Getting into a, cold water. That is a snake of a thought. Do you know what I mean, though? <laughs> Ouroboros of sorts? Like, like, it's the easiest hard thing in the sense that, like, the reward that you get from getting in 45 degree water for three minutes is equivalent to me of being on a run for an hour and 15 minutes, an hour and 30 minutes. Yeah. Something that's hard. You mean the mental, like emotional experience? Even physically. Yeah. Like the payoff that I get for three minutes, if you compare that to other hard things, it's the easiest. Right. If I'm looking at like other really easy things that give me like a quick payoff, it's the hardest comparatively. Right. Like, if it's something that's like a quick, like three minute fix, if I'm just going to like Starbucks and getting a whatever, like a yeah. cold brew, or like I don't even know if that has much of a payoff. Like you ice cream, little, like eating a pint of ice yeah, cream. That feels good. It's, it's a lot harder than eating an ice cream. But you could also, yeah, I guess you're right. This is turning less of an ad read. It is. I fucking love it. We're, yeah. kind of, we're kind of just more in the pod. But I'm, I'm I kind all of in wanna, on it. I kind of wanted to see you do try it. Okay, let's, ad, let's, let's the read ad read it. is yeah. for those listening. It's like, hard. The it's, ad read is, is its own. It's a piece of art. Yeah. It is. Thanks, Adam. <laughs> Breathwork and bullet points. Um, so look, at Plunge, we have a number of different products, and we're coming out with more. The flagship early product we came out with is the Plunge. It's, it's a cold water tub. Um, we've just come out with our new all-in. All of the plumbing, all of the circuitry components, they're all built into it. It's a very sleek, beautiful design. And you can, you can put it in your backyard, you can put it in a guest room, you can put it on the back patio, wherever it fits. Um, if I may, if I may, going back to the plunge that I ordered, and Adam, we're going to try and find out what number customer I was. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what number, I don't know where we're at. It was pretty at. early on, I It think. was pretty early. But I know when it arrived at my house, I was like, oh, wow. Like, a dude made this. Yeah. yeah. Like, it was like, it was like, there is plumbing. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was created in a garage. And you, and, and that is kind of my favorite part of it. Yeah. And you know what else? It fucking worked. Yeah. Because I remember I was doing the, I was doing the ice. We were talking about this in the car on the way here. But I had one of the metal troughs from Home Depot for 20 bucks. And I was buying, I would buy 20 I would buy 10 to 20 bags of ice, which, how much is a bag of ice? About three bucks. Three bucks. Adds up. Right? So 40 bucks every time I want to get cold. Mm -hmm. And I, and and I, and it was kind of cold. And then one time I was like, I'm going to measure the temperature of the water. So I got a fucking thermostat. And I was like, this shit's like 65 degrees. Well, all the cold stays at the top where the ice is. And so it's even warmer down bottom. Yeah. So it was even worse than I thought it was. Yeah. And then I was just like, you know, and you had this experience too, Michael. Yeah, I mean, I used to, I used to go get ice, and like this was when I was still struggling with MS. You know, not, there are moments still, but like I've, 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 you know, worked through that and moved beyond it. But the goal was to feel better, and I would go get bags of ice. Like, forget the forty bucks or whatever I would spend. Like, I would, I tweaked my back a couple times just lugging the ice from the trunk to the bathtub <laughs> just creating the solution to the back yeah it was the opposite of what i was going for you know um so yeah it, it just makes it like even like if you want to go for a run the next morning or if yeah. i want to go for a run tomorrow morning let's just say i will take my workout clothes and i'll set them out in advance because i want no friction the next day right any little like hey i can't find the left sock or whatever yeah that's another opportunity for me to say, like, well, fuck it. Maybe I won't do it today. 
Same thing with, with cold plunging, with getting in the water. If I have to go get ice, or even if I have an ice maker at home, I've got to like take it out of a little container, I got to go drop it in. Every little friction point in between is an opportunity for me to get off the hook of the hard thing that will make me feel better. Yeah. And so a plunge, it's cooling all the time, it's filtering all the time. At a moment's notice, it doesn't have to be in the morning. Like my routine is in the morning, but sometimes I come back from a, a round of golf Maybe my back's a little tight. Yeah. Maybe I'm a little tired. I've got a dinner to go to. I'll hop in. Yeah. Sometimes before bed, I'll hop in. I would say the plunge is actually one of the only things in my life now that you can do at absolutely, like even my shower. Yeah. Like I need to turn it on. The plunge, all I need to do is get in. I just need to stop standing. (laughs) (laughs) I just need to walk over to it and stop doing whatever I'm doing. Yeah. It's really interesting. Like, there's very, like, you can't get a coffee, even if you have a Keurig. Yeah. You have to do a few things. Yeah. This, you just peel the lid back. Yeah. We call, we call it the fastest ROI. So, the fastest return on investment out of anything. Yeah. Three minutes to get your feeling. There's no setup. You're on with your day. And there's nothing else in the world that can really do that besides the cold plunge. And the payoff, like, the crazy thing is, like, as, as this has gotten more popular and, like, Rogan's talking about it, Huberman's talking about it like more and more research has been coming out, they compare taking a cold plunge to doing cocaine. Let's go. Because that's like that. (laughs) There you go. The boost that you get in dopamine is semi-equivalent to cocaine. Yeah. And rather than like, whatever, you you get a boost in this, but with like cocaine or any other things, like you're going (laughs) to... What were you going to say? You have a crash afterwards. With with yeah. getting into cold water, like your ba- you don't go below baseline. Yeah. At worst, you're gonna come back to baseline. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it is it is a pretty crazy ROI. Yeah. Yeah. And if you want to get in on plunge, all you have to use code. You gotta finish the ad read. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah, use yeah. the code low temps low scores. Low temps low scores right. Yeah. Plunge.com, plunge.com, plunge.com. And hey, if, if you're, you're wondering into- whose voice that is, someone else has entered the podcast Adam. since we this started. This is Adam, our head of partnerships. If you're um, not into cold, also we got hot. You know, we got saunas. So clearly, you guys are like, we believe in, we believe in what we're creating. It's, it's, it's not really a product you're selling; it's a solution you're offering. Hundred percent. I mean, they, even going back to JoJo's comment earlier about like the allergy to sales, like. I don't think there's another product in my life that I feel this kind of connection to that Whoa. has like provided what it does. You yeah. know, like yeah. on a daily basis, I get to get into this thing and I can notice like a marked difference in how I feel and how I show up, you know? Yeah. So it just like it makes the whole process like it isn't a sale. Like somebody calls in and it's like, here's my story. And maybe I can help you with your story. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know what the Zagel are? No. What? Z-A-J-A-L. <laughs> Guys, come on. You're perpetuating a narrative and I won't accept it. The Zagel. It's an Arabic word. It means like warrior poet. And like thousands and thousands of years ago in a particular segment of the Fertile Crescent, um, if you had m- different communities, uh, different usually nomadic tribes, uh, instead of waging war against each other, each community would had a warrior poet and they mm. would go and sing a song at each other, you know, and the, and Nasib, this kind of poem. And 
it would be decided through uh, usually like the, the communities themselves, either by singing along or joining in or different ways, which one, which of the poets won this like lyrical contest. And then that was the end of the war. There would be no war. It was and, like ancient eight mile. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> you ever do the, the riddle of the, uh, the two guards? I mean, we're here, right? We're at this point of the podcast. Yeah, the yeah. two guards, yeah. You, you know, you, have you heard this? You might have heard this if you've Tell heard me. this already. Tell me. <laughs> I want to know. I right, make sure that's going. <laughs> Millions of views later. <laughs> um, Jojo underscore RGC. Uh, the, you, get, you, get, you, you get to two guards, and one of them, it's front doorway. They're both guarding the same doorway. And um, one of them always tells the truth, and one of them always lies. And uh, actually, there are two doorways. Sorry. <laughs> two guards, two doorways. One of, them, one of them is a bad one, and one of them is a good one. And you have to find out which one is the bad one and which one is the good one. Some versions of it, one goes to heaven, one goes to hell. Another one's one is like, you know, just a factory at spinning blades, and the other is a good place, like a, a cotton, really good restaurant. Cotton candy. Yeah. Cotton candy, yeah. yeah. You can only ask nerds. one question, and it's a binary question, a yes or no question. What is the question that you ask the guards, or whichever guard you choose, that will secure your safe passage to where you're going? That's the riddle. Hmm. Okay. And is there there is many right answers. No, there's Pass. there's one right. Well, there's one accepted right answer, and like one that is known. So if you came up with a second answer, you would be discovering it, which is cool. There's got to be multiple right answers on that one. What's your question to the guards? I'm still just processing the mathematics of this. So <laughs> two guards. Yeah. Two doors. Two guards, two doors. One lies, one tells the truth. Always. The time. Always. No matter what. Hmm. You have to choose and open one of these doors. But you can only ask a single question to one of the guards. What do you ask to find the door that leads to the good thing? Some of those also like you're escaping prison. And one of the doors leads back to prison. The other hmm. one leads to freedom. Mm -hmm. So one of the guards lies. We can work. Does the this. other one have to tell the truth? Yes. Okay. But every time I... But every time I go to that, it just gets double reversed. It's uno reverse on me. Yeah. Right now, like, what are the questions that are just well, immediately... It's like, are, are you going to lie to me? If you ask That's that a good the, one. If That's you, a, what would happen? Like, gameplay yeah. game that out. What would happen if you, if you did that? Then the honest person would say no, and so would the dishonest person. That's the question. Well, no, because... I mean... Okay. Are you going to lie to me... You're not sure which one is... You're not sure which one is which. Because mm. the uh, dishonest person would say, uh, no. I'm not going to. And so would and the, so honest the honest person. person. Yeah. You wouldn't know which one. So that doesn't work. It's something more like, so now it's clearly you're going to ask them about the other one. So you're going to say, has, oh, I guess you could say, has anyone gone through this door? Well, see, but that's the problem. I mean, you're, heading, you're heading, I think, in a good direction. Has, has anyone gone through this door and, and been happy? So it's interesting that you went to happy because my my initial reaction was, "Are you happy?" That was the question, oh, not the right a, question. Interesting question. But uh, curious yeah. that uh, yeah, I, there's a little that, that, there. that might be the you might have discovered something there. Like I don't a third, a third like, answer. You, like you could be like, "Hey, 
you enjoy guarding. Are you good with this? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Are they paying you well? Are you pay- Yeah. <laughs> is the armor comfortable? In, the, in this riddle. Are you comfortable still being in this riddle? <laughs> yeah. Is the armor comfortable? It's pretty funny. <laughs> so what is, what is the question? I mean, you're so, I'll tell you, but you, I just want to say you were so close. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. We can okay. workshop this when guy. Because you, okay. you said, oh, it's interesting. We could ask them about each other. Yeah. yeah. You did hint. So I, I think, nice I think you ask one of the guards and you say, it's, it's something about the other guard. And I think it, it might have something to do with. Maybe truth. Like, are, are, is the other guard truthful? That's. I like that. Hmm. Okay, so if you say that to the liar, he's going to say, "No." And if you say that to the, to truth, the truth teller, person, he's he's, he's gonna also going to no. say, "No." Oh my god. So, but, but they don't really. But that doesn't really tell you who's who. Right. It's the same answer. What if you ask? We're so close. What if you ask the truth teller? what door the other person would point to. And then the other you, person being the other guard? Yeah. Yeah. And then if you ask the liar what door the other person would point to. They'd both point to the same door. Well the liar would lie. Yeah, so they'd point to the therefore, same door. Therefore revealing the good door. They'd be both be pointing to the same door and that's the door to go through. Yeah. Or they would both be pointing at the wrong door, but because, like, if I ask the truth yeah. teller which door does the, will the liar point to, yes. the truth teller will point to the wrong door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you ask the liar which door the truth teller will point to, he will also point to the wrong door because he's lying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Thus revealing. Wow. The open door. You go wow. the other way. So this is math, right? <laughs> yeah. This is kind of... This is not a riddle. This it's, is actually an it's equation. It's logic. Yeah. yeah it's logic. Logic, yeah. Logic is math. It's math. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Beautiful. Yeah. So we got there. Like yeah. You, you 100... So, the se- well, the second you were like, oh, I can, I can yeah. ask them about the other person's yeah. thinking you had there. I was like seeing lines mm-hmm. and then truth trees. And then exit. I like <laughs> that you included us in that. We got there. I mean, that was, that was, we that did. was kind of a solo yeah. effort. I mean, we did. Yeah. Well, yeah. everyone, everyone contributed. That's a, that's that. a true I, leader right there. That was, that was, that was pretty cool. We're all, we're all happy at this point. Yeah. Shall we do another riddle? Would you, would do you, you have you, another one? Yeah. I mean, always. I mean, we're, 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 we're queued up here. I don't really have any. I'm not. I'm not like queued up. I don't have a lot of riddles at the time. I don't either. Side. I'm not like a riddle. I mean, you could just yeah. do. You could just do a Buddhist parable. Like we could all share something. We're we're kind of. Is there a Buddhist parable about, um, like cold water? Probably. Actually, you know, I want to play something here. I actually, I, I, I saw someone. Someone sent this to me, and I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. I'd be curious to hear what you guys have to say. There is nothing. There is nothing. On the surface of the earth. That will remove calories from your body or burn fat at the rate that getting in cold water will. If you actually read the story about Michael Phelps when he actually went to Beijing to compete in the Olympics, caloric intake went to 10,000 calories a day. Why did he go to 10,000 calories a day? Not because his training regimen changed, because the pool he was in was four degrees colder than the pool he was used to training in. So water is 29 times more thermogenic than air. So when we get into cold water, four major things happen. Number one, our liver panics. And it floods the bloodstream with something called a cold shock protein. These are miracle proteins. 
These proteins will scour the body of free radical oxidation. They will quadruple the rate of protein synthesis, muscle repair. The second thing this happens is you have a major peripheral vasospasm. It drives oxygen into the core, forces oxygen into the brain. You know who that is? Yeah. That's so interesting. He's, uh, he's definitely at the top of the list right now for like knowledge revolving around cold water therapy. Okay. So I think, I think he's brilliant. Um, a lot of things he says is, are pretty controversial. Oh, interesting. He's a hot take guy. He's a hot take guy, yeah. I want to be a hot take yeah. on a cold lunch. Yeah. But what is his name, Gary? Gary Brecca, yeah. He's uh, Dana White's coach. Okay. Um, he has like the 10X system. Do you feel that there's like a relationship between cold water and burning fat? 100%. Yeah. There's like the brown, I mean, I'm not a scientist, but yeah. there's a brown fat situation that happens. Um, I definitely think there's a big, yeah, the big scientific push to push towards like fat loss. Like that's a big, that's a big avenue right now. I've, I've, I've noticed that. Really? Yeah. I've also noticed that it like, it helps my skin. Like. Oh, for sure. Tightens like it up. like a little baby, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like I was getting like crazy bags under yep. my eyes. Those go away. All right, and I'm all in. I'm back in on the plunge. You're, you're in <laughs> it? You I'll do it. Out. I'll do it. I'm in. I mean, JoJo's all in on swimming in the ocean whenever we get a second. Absolutely. And actually when we, well, it was a funny story. Almost. So we went, we went out in San Diego, water temp, low, low 60s, maybe, maybe high 50s. I don't, I don't think high 50s. I think it was 62, which is pretty chilly. Yeah. And we swam out and there was six of us. And three of us stayed out for about five minutes. Can you guess which three it was? And you met all six. Jojo? Correct. You? Correct. Now it gets fun. Now it gets fun. Who and was Let me tell thing? you right now, the answer that you're thinking is the right answer. Is it balls? Balls? Nailed it. Nicky Balls. Nicky Balls. Oh, yeah. down He's down for a good time. Huh? Nicky was out yeah. there. His balls had gone right back up into <laughs> yeah. his body. It was just Nicky no at that point. Yeah. <laughs> So I actually do have a technical question about the plunge. Yeah. So as far as like the protocol, two, two questions. One is, um, you know, because I'm maybe kind of a, you know, well, whatever. But um, I usually do sauna, cold plunge sauna. Yeah. You would recommend not doing that. Not necessarily. Yeah. I think you got to find what works for you, especially if you're about to go to bed. Ending on heat is nice. Um, and it also depends like what you're trying to get out of it. Like if you do want the metabolism boost... Better to end on cold. Metabolism boost. What does that mean? It like is kind of like the fat the burning. Fat burning. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that, so that's that. like when you want to end your shower with a cold shower when you're starting your day. You you want to drop your core temp so that your body has to burn calories to heat itself back up. Oh, and that's is that like shivering? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's part of it. So, so you're okay like hanging out with someone while shivering. Even though you've spent an hour. Yeah, it's kind of awkward, go, but... If I go five minutes at 40 degrees and I don't heat up a little bit, like, I'm going to shiver for an hour or two. Yeah. And yeah, and that's okay actually, that. like, that's a good thing. That's a workout. Yeah. yeah. Okay, next question. Um, doing, like, a strength training workout mm -hmm. and then immediately cold plunging. People say it's bad. Well, again, it yeah. depends on what your goal is. So when you work out, you're, you're kind of, you're tearing your muscle fibers yeah. and you your body has an inflammatory response. That's its natural process to rebuild. If your goals are strength and hypertrophy training, kind of one and the same, better to wait three to four hours after cold plunging because it is so effective. Better, better to wait after like cold plunge, work, wait three work, hours, work, then work out. Work out, 
and then wait three to four hours and then get in the cold water. Again, if your if your goal is to like create muscle, create muscle to look bigger, yeah, you can like a lot of people, especially in like CrossFit, powerlifting, they're starting to plunge before, mm. which you, you want to warm your body up a little bit. You don't want to be like totally cold going into it, but you're 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 starting with a lower core temp, and you will more than likely have. Uh, you'll be able to get like a tougher, harder workout for a longer period of time. Yeah, I don't need that. I don't either. Like, and I my, don't care about muscle mass or anything like that. I don't either. So, but so, is there a benefit to cold plunging after tearing the muscle? Does it help you recover faster? Hundred percent. Like if if so, my my whole like fitness and wellness thing is like it makes me feel better. Exactly. I feel better if I'm exactly. working out every day. Yeah. So I'll plunge after because that means I can show up tomorrow and I can do You're it again. You're less sore. Correct. That's the goal. That's yep. why athletes do it after a game is because they're playing tomorrow. Yep. It's not because they're trying to like bulk up or gain more strength. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So for me, it's like, it's not about how I look. It's about how I feel. So yep. therefore I'll plunge whenever I want and I'll do it in any order I want. And there's no problem. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because somebody was like, yeah, I mean, you're totally negating the workout. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm not. No. no. I'm pretty sure I feel strong and great all the time. And I like the feeling of working out and getting in the plunge immediately. Mm-hmm. I do too. There's just something about it where it's like, yeah, dude, because it's because like, it's almost like I mean, on some level, if you're you're trying to preserve this ripping of the muscle to gain muscle, it's like, well, w- wouldn't you just want to take care of your muscles and work out? <laughs> like, do you want to take care of those guys? Yeah. yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, I mean, if we were power lifters, we'd probably think a little bit differently. Sure, and. You know, different strokes for different folks. Yeah, different pumps for different jumps. <laughs> we, we, we play a ridiculous game. Golf is a ridiculous game. But, like, I'm always, like, I'm always confused by the sport of looking as big as possible in, in a way that doesn't translate to most physical activities. Yeah. Dude, it's like, uh, do you guys ever watch Eastbound and Down? Yeah. yeah. You know, and Kenny Powers is like, look, I'm not trying to be the best at exercising. You know? Like... <laughs> I love that. I love that, that in the Plunge podcast, we got the Kenny Powers quote about yeah. exercising. <laughs> KP? Do, what is there to talk about with golf? I mean, I, We're I, good. I, We're, I think, I think we have about, a full potty. I'd be curious to talk about, you, you shared a little bit about your experience at the Scramble. Yeah. Um, Adam, what was your experience? Like, what did you, like, just, I love the idea that, like, yeah. you, you're familiar with it, you've never seen it, here it is in person. Yeah, so I'm like Michael, I, I'm pretty new to RDC okay. and to you. Cool. Um, I just became like a fan recently, so cool. I've been pretty locked into like the YouTube and just been like, cool. all right, this is now I see what it's all about. So like coming here, I had some like no expectations. I was just like, this is my first time here. Um, but walking in and just see all, all these people like walking up together and like everybody's face was smiling. Everyone was just like good vibes the whole time. So it was like such a cool experience loving the game of golf. I was like, this is like kind of what the world needs comparative to the the pga style that's a great side of it but like the world needs more of this making it more like common for like everyday person uh to find community like through golf and just to find like-minded people um that's kind of how michael and i bind bind, uh, bond lately is like just going out and golfing Mm. and like talking about anything we can but it's been a great opportunity to get to know each other and you know experience golf on a different level yeah yeah that shoes jacket just looks like it belongs on him, huh? It sure does. Crisscross, you know what I mean? Good. Relax on the couch, podcast microphone on. Dude, I'm not going to take this thing off. <laughs> you can't, you can't afford now. to. No. The amount of people... <laughs> the amount of people... <laughs> 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 the, 
the amount of people at the event today that like you know you got you got kind of people queued up in lines like getting yeah. ready to hit the tee box yeah. and like you kind of like hey did you already hit whatever like you you know having like brief conversations but then like you know whether it's an amazing drive or somebody just like totally chunks it you yeah. know into the Pretty fence driver. like 10 feet away like the response that people are giving each other and the feedback where it's like good shot man like it it's uh yeah it's unlike anything i've ever experienced on on a golf course if if you could like remove all constraints on resources time wow money people what would you do and what would you build with random golf club yeah man i love this shit <laughs> i mean I, I would immediately focus all resources on building the most fruitful and like you know um like like positive version of a product that would allow people to like accomplish their wildest dreams through golf you know all over the world where you could you know find people to play golf with go on golf trips you know go you could play public courses as though they were private in the sense that you'd be playing with your community and mm -hmm. in, inside of a inside of a you know like a like a, a system that isn't necessarily as inclusive as it could be um you know i would build little golf cafes all over the cities to like you know make golf seem like a little bit less stuffy and then have like little hitting areas for people that can't get out to the golf course but yeah no i, I would want to make some digital hub that allows people to just like go out and exist in golf and then and then it would be like connected with all all these like other things that we're not going to do like whatever like clubs or mm -hmm you know, like build golf courses and stuff, but, but allow them to like have a, a, incredible experiences at a reasonable price, you know, with people that they've never met. So it'd be very similar to what we're doing, except it would just yeah. take 10 less years. That, that was like the follow-up was like, I guess good news is you're already on that path. Oh, like yeah. you're already doing that. We're just frugal right now. Yeah. You know, we're, we're just. Unlimited resources. Yeah. I would do something else. What would you what do, would you Jojo? Do? I would take all the golf architects in the world and I'd oh. put them on a special season of The Bachelorette. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Just to imagine Gil, will you, you know? Will you take this break? That's kind of an incredible idea. <laughs> I want to watch that. I do love that. Wow. Love or like Survivor. Survivor, yeah. yeah. That's I mean, the better JoJo's one. JoJo's a content yeah. guy through and through. He lives in 24 frames. Yeah. Powerful. He, he blinks every... 20 every third one whatever i try to keep it half the shutter speed the blinking <laughs> what is it the f-stop my my, my f-stop f is all the way open <laughs> <laughs> survivor survivor golf architects that's amazing. a pretty killer idea you know, i would approach netflix they might be up for that you know mm -hmm. in survivor they're always like looking for the idols on the beach and stuff yeah just be great to see you know just be great to see tom doke just just shaping <laughs> a little section of the sand yeah, they're like, wow, we just arrived in a giant sand trap. How do we build off of this? Yeah. Wow. What's your question now? I got a question for you. Yeah. Um, if you were a bird, what bird would you be? Albatross. Wow. All right. That was quick. Wow. <laughs> what would you had be? that question before. Well, I just, I'm, I'm fascinated with the albatross. 
Yeah. What's the plural? Albatree. Albatree. <laughs> I guess you never see more than one together. Hey Siri. Yeah. What is the plural form of albatross? The plural form of albatross is albatross or albatrosses. Wow. This is right. word I think wow. it's albatross. Yeah, you see ten albatross across the park. It's kind of a fire. Yeah. Isn't like, there a pretty dark poem? Let's see. Oh, we should look about this up. Albatross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is there? Never heard it. Should we read it? It's not too close. I think, forever. <laughs> I do think it's a good metaphor that you know, like albatross is both plural and singular, and it really is a good metaphor for Random Golf Club because you show up as an individual and then you are one one hundred. Yeah. Yeah. You. You. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, Adam. That that will end it up in its way in <laughs> yeah. several decks, yeah. conversations, and other well, things we're building, forward. Well, we're building an, uh, an event for next year, which is the road to the Albatross. And so all of our events next year will dovetail some way into the largest golf event that's ever been held for amateurs called the Albatross. Wow. And, you know, probably around this time next year at a location, you know, to be, to be determined where, you know, 600, 1,000 people will come and descend upon one look for Woodstock, you know, like yeah. podcasts, you know, tattoos, plunges, and plunges and some saunas there. cold plunges. Yeah. We would love to yeah. help with that. Yeah. Like, like how long can you hold your breath? Win $1,000. <laughs> Win a plunge if you can hold your breath for five minutes. Yeah. Get a hole in one, get a plunge. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Uh, like, and then, you know, like, and then just like night golf, live podcasting, music, food, you know. So um, that's what, and, and we, and we want to create like a, like a casual competitive environment, both at the Albatross and on the way to the Albatross. So like, for example, at the meetup today, right? Like whose shots did we use? They might get a, you know, preferred seed into the qualifier, mm-hmm. into the Albatross mm-hmm. with the help of our partners, right? So like may- maybe the ticket is X, their ticket would be less because they've qualified in. And then as we build like ladders and leagues locally around the country, like top seeds in those sort of casual competitions would also be invited to come. And then, you know, like there would be a breaking series filmed with a, with a sprawling in-person attendance, kind of like Bobby Jones, you know, old cameras and things like that, you know? That's cool. Yeah. I found the poem. The Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. It's 68 pages. Is that possible? Yeah, it's Pierce Burst Shelley. I have Samuel Taylor Coleridge. Coleridge. Coleridge, yeah. It's just about a guy who drowns. Okay, it's, it is... It is it's it's much longer than it's Ripple. It's very long. It's not, it's not close the podcast uh, out length. But look it up. Yeah. It's a great poem. I'll, I'll read the first line. Or the first... The first whatever Stanza. it's called. Stanza, yeah. Um, it is part one. It is an ancient mariner, and he stoppeth one of three. By thy long gray beard and glittering eye, now wherefore stopst thou me? Okay, I'll just read the last line. (laughs) (laughs) Do that. He went like one that hath been stunned and is of sense forlorn. A sadder and a wiser man he rose the morrow morn. Be honest with you, I don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) We skipped about 67 and a half pages, but... This is kind of like eating the crust, you know. <laughs> it is the best part, but uh, albatross is the biggest bird in the sky. Yeah, and it flies the longest distances, and it does so by locking its wings in flight and sleeping. Really, and it can fly thousands of miles what? without landing. 
And so that's an alien. You're a bit of an aviation love flight. Yeah. yeah. Did you see that plane fly over on like 16 or 17? The 747? Yeah. The four engine banger? Yeah. It was nasty. Right. <laughs> it was nasty. <laughs> yeah, I was talking to someone. I was like, shh. <laughs> that was cool. Gotta look up. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, San Francisco is such a great plane spotting hub, you know, and especially Presidio, they all fly right over it. Yeah. That's probably what happened to the drone. It just got <laughs> caught in a contrail. I'm actually surprised you were able to fly the drone, uh, given the flight path that we were under. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We don't know. <laughs> I wasn't, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, Joe crashed the drone into a tree today. Yeah. Which, is that your first time? Uh, crashing a company drone for sure. I'd crashed my own drone okay. years and years ago. My first ever drone. I feel like that's a poem. My own drone. Yeah, yeah. my own drone. My own drone. <laughs> my own drone. Is it salvageable? How the, the days? Oh yeah. yeah, we got it down. We fixed it. I, nice. Yeah, I'll show you the video. I climbed up like a forty-foot yeah. tree. Just going back, like what? What would the poem "My Own Drone" be about? Like, yeah, I'd probably be like, I'm all alone. <laughs> In my home. <laughs> you got it. You got this. And boss goes slow on a rolling stone. <laughs> Turning. Lucky for me, I found a drone. <laughs> now it's time. <laughs> no longer to be alone. <laughs> My own drone. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's funny. Should we just like stop talking and just like let the podcast end? Yeah, I think um, I think we got to. This podcast had a little bit of everything. Honestly. <laughs> Should we review the podcast? <laughs> that what is works, what did? <laughs> yeah. Should quick we rate the post mortem? Yeah. Yeah. Should we rate the pod? Have you done a podcast before? No. Oh, no. how how did it stack up to your expectations, having listened to them? Not like this one in particular, yeah. but in general. Uh, easier than I thought. That's what people say. You know? like That's what we hear. Mm -hmm. I think like, part of it is, like, you guys? Yeah. Like, I've listened to a couple of podcasts that, like, maybe I was being judgmental, but, like, they started off kind of rocky. Oh, yeah. Like on our side or someone else's? Someone else's, yeah. on a guest side. Um, but like you fully supported and worked through it and like knew how to pivot the questions and, and make it fun. Well, anyway, thanks you guys for joining. Thanks for coming down. Thanks for supporting Random Golf Club. Thanks for making people cool. Thanks for having us. Wow, that was a good time. Thanks for getting wet. <laughs> thanks for taking the plunge. Plunge. That was awesome. Thank you guys for having us.